Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Uh, we did miss July, so let's just get the elephant out of the way. Yes, yes, July was busy for both Justin and I. Uh, so we did not get a chance to discuss a couple things, but we are making it up for you in these next couple of episodes because tonight we are discussing two episodes back-to-back, which will be posted back-to-back as well. So first we'll be discussing Loki tonight, and then we'll be discussing Black Widow. It's going to be a marvelous night, Justin. Simply marvelous. I, uh... I'm not, like, the smartest guy in the room, but I definitely saw what you did there. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate it a lot. You know, whenever whenever it pops into your head and it's it's decent enough that it could get somebody to groan, I think it's a win. So, uh, hopefully if you somebody... Get like a, yeah, like a... You don't need to get a laugh, but if you can get, like, a... A dad joke. Heavy, heavy breath out of your nose, like, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's pretty good. That's a win. Right. I think some sort of reaction, whether it be, you know, positive, negative, whatever it is, that's just what I'm going for, some sort of reaction. Um, so to to begin, since we are going to be discussing those uh, two episodes, and again, this one here we're talking about first, this episode is Loki. And so since we're going to be discussing two, uh, two topics tonight, we are going to forego the usual uh, things that have been entertained by. Uh, so let's jump right into... What was Loki season one? Justin, uh, Loki season one, uh, compared to the, let's just get this out of the way. Compared to the other two, it's two other Marvel ones, which was WandaVision and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Compared to those two, what was your expectation coming into Loki? Uh, Expectations were pretty low. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of the Loki character. Like he's cool. I guess, but, um, and I have not read any of the comics. So, uh, I was not, I was, I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. You know, I I was not, um, you know, it's like the other two shows. It's like, I knew what I was getting with. I definitely knew what I was going to get with Captain America. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an action, you know, show. WandaVision definitely surprised me because I was not expecting that whole, the sitcom thing to go on as long as it did. Um, and I, I didn't know what to expect from the show. Um, and I know nothing about Loki. So I was kind of going in blind. Nice. So similar to you, you know, I, I, I the other two were kind of, I knew what to expect from Falcon. That was the least of the, the questionable things. I was curious about what to expect from WandaVision. And with this one, I was just expecting something fun. Something interesting, because it's Loki, and he had the Tesseract. That's all we knew, pretty much, at that point. Um, and it kind of, you know, kicks off in a way that it obviously shows how he got in the situation with the, with the Tesseract. And so I think it paid off for what I was expecting it to be. So um, I'm, I'll wait until the end to say where I think this ranks amongst the Marvel shows. Uh, but okay. only being that there's three of them out at this point, I think it you know it should be pretty easy to rank those. But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So this one does begin with Endgame, as the as the uh, the Avengers were time traveling around doing things, and you know the Hulk took the stairs. We found out that the Tesseract was you know kicked over into Loki's control, and he was able to transport out to somewhere else. I don't know if it was like a desert. Um, planet or just somewhere else in the, in, in the world or in the universe. 
But he comes out and he's like, ah, I can rule. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's got his glorious purpose all over again, right? So uh, we get to pick up there with the Loki character. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston is fantastic as Loki. He he basically embodies that character the way that I think um, like Wolverine is embodied by uh, Hugh Jackman at this point. Yeah. Uh, he, he just takes such ownership of it. What did you think about how we kind of got tied into where we were in Avengers and where we, you know, why ended up starting out? I'm glad they showed it for sure because it's obviously as a huge Marvel fan, I knew it was kind of going on. Um, but I like, you know, that particular, even though we just saw it in Endgame, we forget what his frame, you know, what he was thinking at the time of the original Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. That's really when. So you kind of jump back into how he was thinking at the time. And that was the whole glorious purpose. I'm just, I need to rule people. Mm-hmm. Is all he was worried about. So um, it was good to quickly, and it, it was funny, you know, the second he comes out of that thing, he tries to gain the high ground just to, um, you know, rule over people. Right. So we've seen him, if, you know, from these movies before this, we've seen his character rock, right? So he's started out in, uh, in was it, it was in Thor first. And, you know, we got introduced to him there as kind of like the villainous, you know, uh, not necessarily the bad character per se in in Thor, but definitely like the the mischievous villainous kind of guy. And then we get him in Avengers where he is like the big bad. And then we continue to see him pop up over and over in time. But he he has a journey or an arc in the movies where, you know, I think it was Infinity War. Yeah, it was Infinity War, I think, where Thanos was collecting the stones and... He actually, you know, turns on Thanos, kind of tries to kind of have that hero's arc journey where he's now, you know, fighting the thing. And we get to see him kind of have that full circle. So it was kind of cool to see that, you know, obviously play out over time. But here, we, like you said, we're, we're transported back to him in from Avengers when he is like the bad guy and he just wants to rule people. So to see, to see the quick transformation in this episode of him kind of seeing how his life plays out and what things are going on and what things are going to happen. Uh, he can can see like the end of his life all from that span of time. And he's kind of caught up to where we as the viewers are. And uh, I thought that was a cool way to do it. What did you think about, about when he gets captured by the TVA? Because obviously they come to the desert and they take him, um, being captured by them and kind of shown the variant side of things. Yeah. I thought the whole introduction of the TVA was awesome. Um, and I like that Loki doesn't know what's going on as much as we don't know what's going on. Um, as the viewer, it's just like, he's just going from room to room to room and they're saying a bunch of stuff. And even it's like, usually the characters in the show or movie know what's going on and, you know, we have to catch up, but here he's completely out of loop as well. Um, and you know, they're not bad guys. They don't appear to be that way. Um, it's just kind of like a court. And I think it's kind of a cool way to like be introduced to that. Um, even though obviously he obviously would think that they're bad and, um, the show to kind of explore that. But, um, no, I loved the whole thing. Um, and how miscombobulated it made Loki. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially, especially after we just see him 
his first thought is I want to rule and I want to be in power. And then they immediately take that away from him and contain him, which is pretty funny. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool when you see the, the TVAs, you know, it's retro, what would you say? Like fifties to seventies kind of stylist. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Sixties. Yep. For sure. And then it's, it's also like futuristic in a way, obviously. And then it is, you know, it's definitely like built around this bureaucratic society, you know, where he's going around and, and in those different rooms, like you said, like, well, confirm this is everything you ever said ever like you know that little space and i was like what and then the, the next piece of paper prints out and he puts it on top of there and i'm like this is that's that's perfect you know coming from like a you know an office perspective where you have like you know endorsements and addendums to, to documents and you have to like add that on there and you see the little eye roll of the guys he has to pull yeah. off the printer yeah um i i related to that that's pretty good so um I enjoyed the introduction of the TVA, honestly, and the introduction of, of Loki to this this area, and that he is a variant, but he is not the one that they're concerned about. In fact, we're introduced to Loki's, or to um, Owen Wilson's character. Is it Mobius? Mobius? Yes. Yep. Mobius. I, wanna, I wanna keep wanting to say Morpheus here, but he's definitely yeah, not Morpheus. Yeah, that's a pretty easy mistake. <laughs> uh, but we are introduced to him, and I gotta say, I really enjoyed Owen Wilson's character here and i think it was the way that he played him you know is that kind of like not not happy go lucky but like the the guy that kind of has seen things but is still like not super hard around the edges and kind of like kind of like just the 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 old wizened cop you know what i mean yeah yeah um and just doesn't ask too many questions but just enough to get his job done and that's like all he's really concerned about is his job and completing the job. And um, I, I love Owen Wilson's character in this. I love Morbius, the character. Um, and obviously, we'll talk more about the ending and everything. But like the fact, like their relationship throughout the whole series is really cool. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's going out on a limb, you know, he goes out on a limb to protect Loki um, and not, you know, send him, send him packing. So. Um, very i i love that character and that introduction to him um and that was a really cool i think it was the very first episode and they're like who are you hunting and they're like you um that was a very cool way to like yes we're talking about multiple versions of characters like this is official this is where you know the marvel universe is headed right in that whole multiverse scenario yeah the the variants that keep kind of popping up and they have to go hunt them down that's the whole purpose of the tva right is we find out that there is a sacred timeline, and this timeline is is one that they say is the best way to go down, and and any variances from that timeline, these variants, are all sanitized or destroyed, purged from existence, and you know, there's there's only one set course of time, and evidently, you know, Loki says this in one of the episodes, like, well, the, the Avengers are the ones you want to find; they're traveling all around everywhere right now, trying to do things. But nope, there is, their activities were part of the sacred timeline, so that was kind of interesting to see how that uh, all worked mm-hmm. in. But uh, so very cool to see how you know the, the TVA kind of has operated through the years, and you've never heard of them before because you never would because you know they sanitized the whole situation before they yeah. leave. Kind of like the Men in Black in a way, you know. You kind of think about that. Oh, very, re- very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Um, so. You know this this first episode we get the introduction to these couple characters, and you 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 see that there's this big, you know, world 
that we are unaware of that is elsewhere, that is not on Earth, that is just kind of out there that can travel across time through these little door portals. So, you know, we continue to move on. Loki says that he wants to help them track this other variant down. Loki wants, Loki likes to think, what should we, how should I say this? Tom Hiddleston, as portrayed as the Loki that we know from the Avengers, <laughs> is, he likes to think that he would be like the prime Loki, right? Like the, yeah. the, the, the more superior form of Loki. Um, but as we find out, he's kind of met his match with this other Loki that they're trying to hunt down. And he's trying to still play Mobius in a way and play the TVA to, to be like, oh, I need this little thing here. And if you go to, uh, go out there, you can catch him right now and he can kind of escape. You know, his, he's still got the ulterior motive and the end game kind of thing going on there. Where he's trying, I shouldn't say end game. I should say he's got the ulterior motive and a different path that he's trying to follow than what he's trying to say or portray to the TVA, uh, to, to Owen Wilson's character. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's pretty cool the way that he, you know, has this journey and he turns, and then eventually he gets put into the like the little, the little jail cell right with uh, Jamie Alexander returning as Sif, Lady Sif. Yep. 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 It's an interesting way to do a, a prison for the TVA, since they have the ability to kind of do the, this time loop. What a way to go, right? He, Loki is there as the, as the constant that is continuing on, and then Sif doesn't know what's happening, and she's just in this time loop and kicking him in the nuts every time she comes. Wouldn't that be terrible? Wouldn't that be the worst? Oh, it's a cruel, cruel punishment. Um, which, like, his particular scenario that they made him repeat was, like, kind of comedic. Um, but like, you can imagine the kind of stuff, you know, the kind of jails they could put people into, um, Mm -hmm. and how cruel they could be if they wanted to be. Oh yeah. It could be a total, like, it could be a total Dormammu situation, right? Like, so in Dr. Strange, he had the time, the time stone or whatever, and and he got locked in that little, I'm here to bargain loop for however long it took. And then, you know, it wore Dormammu down. So Obviously, the uh, the timekeepers are aware that, that is an effective strategy that that Strange used against him, and so uh, they have also employed it for who knows how long. So we find that they're tracking this other Loki down; that they're going into these these areas. Loki discovers that hey, if you go to a spot where there's about to be this cataclysmic event, it doesn't matter what you do; it's not going to set off any alarms because this event is still going to happen. So he goes and he proves that. He proves that originally, or gives his theory by taking some of uh, Mobius's lunch and just kind of like, you know, putting this thing and pouring salt or something in there and making it like, see, it's not, it's not going to matter if you do it this way. Um, oh yeah, that that scene was just well done, hilarious, and the looks that they gave each other during that scene, the performances yeah. were fantastic. Um, but he discovers that hey, this is a thing, and so if we find these cataclysmic events and think about like the, what's the worst one that's that's definitely not going to be on the radar for the TVA, that's where I would hide. And so we go find this this pretty interesting set piece where these people are all kind of huddling and this big storm is about to hit. And this like, uh, kind of like a, like, like a Walmart type situation. Supermarket. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all, they're all going in there to find this, this variant. And we, we find out quickly that this variant can take people's, control of people and we saw loki do that before but only with the mind stone so this person this loki variant has like the power to enchant we find um and uh we see you know loki talking to these different versions 
along the way, trying to kind of understand what's happening, who he's who he's really up against. What do you think about this whole scene and this the situation where they kind of were starting to reveal this other Loki? Uh, well, I really liked the lead up to it. Um, I think it's what makes the show really good is that there's like almost different genres within the show constantly. Um, Cause you know, there we get to see them doing a little bit of detective work and um, you know, it's like kind of like a buddy cop thing going on. Um, and then, yeah, really, uh, really cool. Like idea that like, that's where someone could hide is, you know, where before catastrophe strikes. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool to show what Loki's abilities could be basically by looking at a different Loki mm-hmm. uh, and seeing that, you know, they can take control of them. And that's kind of how this other Loki has been getting around. And, um, and I think that's where I first start to hint at some weird stuff with the TVA. Um, and what these people are saying coming out of, out of that, um, enchantment. Um, so, uh, I, I, this this whole set piece was really awesome and um yeah i was happy happy to see it (laughs) very cool so we continue we find out that this other variant uh is a woman loki uh and it is she goes by the name sylvie so they they find her and her big goal her 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 desire is to kind of bring down the TVA, right? So she takes all these little time pieces or these time portals and make these little things and sends out all these little, they're like these little, the, the neutralizers, like the little time bombs almost all across the, the, the time sphere, the multiverse, I guess the multiverse is the right, right term to use. And so that's, she's creating all these little issues along the world and she then opens a door and it, it stays open long enough for, you know, Owen Wilson to see Tom Hiddleston's Loki looking at the door and running towards him saying, no, stop. And Loki kind of just trying to figure out what to do, but stepping through the door and following Sylvie. And so I think this is where it takes us to Lamentus. I think that that's the, the next cataclysmic area that we go to that is, um, there's there's the train ride episode, right? This is the train ride episode. So they have to find a way to get onto this this ship that's going to save them because that's the only way off because they use that little thing to get out there because that's the only like the, the only the battery was left was just like the one the one window battery, which is always yeah. an interesting plot point device. Right out of nowhere, oh we can't transport anymore. That was the last one I had was the ticket here, and now we can't get off this planet because it's going to blow up. <laughs> So this lamentous area, this this whole the, with the the train ride to get there, and then actually getting to lamentous and seeing like the destruction, and everything. This episode had a lot of really cool set pieces. Um, and curious to take or curious to hear what your th- thoughts were on how they presented that, how they presented this lamentous world, and the the hijinks that they got on along the way. Yeah, um, this this that whole section of the story definitely had some like slow spots, um, which the show you know definitely got a little bit slow for an episode um, while they were traveling, but it was really cool. It was like hilarious to see uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki basically get drunk and, and 
like presented with that situation, his reaction was just to, like party and be mischievous. Um, and I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, good insight into his character. And um, then obviously there's some deeper conversations that he has with Sylvie um, that are important, but um, mostly I just enjoyed his character and the party and the, and the train and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the party on the train was interesting. So they like, they're on the train, they're supposed to lie low. And then all of a sudden the next thing we know is Loki's like just having a, a song and dance party with, with all these people on board. Yeah. And, and it draws the attention of some guest who is like, mm, yeah, what's he doing here? And go gets the authorities. And then, you know, they get the, the fight starts. Um, and then during this whole thing is, we find out after they get off the train and they try to get on the ship is that the ship is destroyed. Uh, this, this, this event that's happening, there's like a meteorite or something that strikes this, this ship and they can't get off. So they, they feel like oh, all hope is lost. And here's where the interesting things happen, I think, on this episode. Is that you know Loki and Sylvia are now talking and having this discussion. I think it's at this point that she reveals like, hey... Um, all these these TVA people, they're all variants themselves, and they just don't know it. So um, I think that's where that revelation comes from. And I don't know if it's that piece of information or, like, the kind of oddity of, like, them kind of starting to be into each other, even though they are variants of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what caused that massive, huge spike on, on the chart that kind of drew the attention yeah. of Mobius and crew. But what did you think about that, like the revelation there and then like the the attraction that they kind of were portraying between the two of them? Well, like as a TV show, like um, it was, you know, I, I'm, I'm it was fun to watch like a romance with Loki um, until you start thinking about it. And you're like, OK, that's a little weird. Um, but then it also like on another level, it makes sense because it's like, who does Loki love the most? It's like himself. Mm-hmm. Um and like I, I'm obviously like did that, did that on purpose, um, but uh, yeah, another slower episode, but um, it sets up a lot of the rest of the season and what they do and why he kind of tries to stick with Sylvie going forward and their relationship growing, um, and that whole destruction scene was really cool as well. Um, like right before you see the ship, um, you know, get hit or be destroyed. Whatever, like that was probably probably had to be one of the more, more expensive shots of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Was it when they're running through that? Like, um, it's almost like a cyberpunky city, um, and they're constantly fighting people. Or Loki's putting up buildings, which was like a weird like revelation of his powers. Um, he like held a building up for a second through some sort of force. I don't know that was weird, but. Um, well, he that can whole, create like projections. Yeah, you know, and he created a projection of a, of a building that he thought was pretty well, pretty well done. Yeah, it was just it was it was that whole scene was really cool and very fun to watch. So, um, yeah, and I like the relationship with him and Sylvie. Yeah, like I thought it was a good relationship as far as you know the characters go, but then you know just thinking about it, it's like they're they're the same person, like kind of in a way, you know, and they've. I don't know. It's it's narcissistic, kind of obviously, and that fits the Loki vibe. But uh, I don't know. It was definitely uh, interesting. And then we get into after that the revelation of 
well, not the revelation, but the discussion rather. They've they've caught Loki and they've caught Sylvie because again this the spike in in the timeline was was apparent because of the whole attraction between the two of them. Yeah, and then. Owen Wilson comes. I'm going to try to probably keep calling him Owen Wilson because I keep wanting to say Morpheus. Morpheus. Um, yeah, Mobius. He comes and you know arrests them, and then him and the the lady in charge of the TVA, like the judge lady, they are kind of buddy buddy. They've been around for a while, obviously, because their time is 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 kind of meaningless in in their environment. So they've been there for for eons and lifetimes of time, and. We see them discussing, you know, the, the after effects of this, and the, and then Owen Wilson or Mobius asks her about the the one agent that was captured and that that Sylvie had told that they're all variants of, or that opened her mind rather. And then we yeah. find out that you know she said that she took her own life, but what we find out shortly thereafter is that she really didn't, and that uh, it's ensued that was it Renslayer, Renslayer, Renslayer. Renslayer, yeah. Yeah, that she actually probably, most likely, doesn't show it on camera, uh, but terminated her herself. So Yeah. It's very obvious that Mo- Mobius knows something's up, and um, they're being... It's when you really know that there's something really weird about the TVA. Mm-hmm. And Mobius being the good, dutiful uh, agent that he is, you know, he's investigating things. So he takes her time pad, goes to figure out what's happening, and, you know, discovers the deceit within. Uh, and so that obviously shakes him, realizes that what Loki says isn't all farcical, isn't all a lie. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's gets to a point where I think Loki get, or Mobius gets caught when they're all together and gets ended like they they terminate him because you know he's he's he, he realizes what's yeah. going on yeah she yeah. comes with with the two guards and he says that he would he wishes he was at a time where he was with himself with a jet ski you know and there's yeah. his whole fascination with a jet ski and so they end him and we think he's kind of dead but we don't really know what happens when when people get they ended. there is some I think they discussed it at least like what what does i can't what is the word they use when they pruning and prune yep they there i think there is some discussion about like what does pruning what you know i think loki probably asked at some point so it's like in the back of your mind you're like is is he really gone or could this show keep going or what's going on so um but how fast she turned on him kind of shows you that she's um you know a villain basically she that's kind of her turn into full villain at that point right for sure and then we get to the point where you know sylvie's whole journey from childhood has been to take down the tva has been to find these people in charge and end them so she makes her way to the tva she makes her way down to the sanctum where these these three timekeepers are uh, very reminiscent of you know the last Jedi and Snoke here in a little bit. Where, oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> where you know they have this battle, and then these people are watching, and then all of a sudden, uh, they obviously Loki and Sylvie beat them. Sylvie throws a sword or whatever at one of the quote unquote timekeepers, and we find out that is an is a mechanical android that just kind of falls down when she does. Yeah. That. 
So these these timekeepers, the ones these three here, are not real. I mean, they they are just robots. They're they're there to be a semblance of of these yeah these beings. At, at that point, we don't really know who the timekeepers are. If they're if they're if they really are real timekeepers, are these bodyguards? Like, no clue on what's going on at this point. That right. was like that was that was where I was at. It was like, all right, they're fake. What's there? But maybe they're still real. But those are just like. You know, uh, you know, they're timekeepers. They know everything, so maybe they would protect themselves from this this situation by having decoys there. Um, yeah, I had no idea what was going on, but um, really cool because they're you know, um, and then they end up you know kind of fighting in that that same area, and it was very cool fight scenes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very reminiscent like I said, of Last Jedi a little bit there. Yep. Um, but we we then get to the point where Loki's about to tell Sylvie something that he learned, um, but then he gets pruned in the back by Renslayer. She's she's there. She she prunes him, and obviously the show is named Loki, and this is not the final episode. Loki can't be dead, right? So we see Loki then at the end, the middle credit scene, um, where he kind of is is waking up and he's like, "Am I dead?" And someone says, not yet. And we see a pan down to four other Loki variants. We see one that was uh, kind of like a Thorish person with like a hammer. With I don't know if it was mm-hmm. Molnir, but it was a hammer. Uh, we also see like a child version, an older version, and a crocodile or alligator yeah. Loki. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. And I was super jazzed when that happened because I was looking forward to the next episode for sure. Which... We get to, at this point, the penultimate episode of the season, which is episode five. This is my favorite episode. Everything that happens in this episode is, is, is pretty cool. Like the, the reveals are starting to happen. The, the, the setups are starting to pay off. And we get to see all these variants interacting with each other. Tom Hiddleston had to have had a ton of fun making this episode, kind of playing these different uh, different versions. Yeah. Obviously, not all of them were Tom, but all of them were, were Lokis in, in some form or another. And we had all these references. We had so many references in this episode. Like, one of my favorites was the Thanos helicopter. Yeah. Um, and, like, any comic book fan knows the Thanos helicopter from, from way back when. I don't know the reason why, but he had this... Helicopter that said Thanos on the side of it, and they referenced it, I think, in one of the in one of the Lego games, and obviously in the movies he's never had it, but you know, in this multiverse he did. So yeah, um, pretty pretty cool to see there that. Was, yeah, yeah, there's like that was a cool one to go on YouTube afterwards. And be like, all right, here's the twenty Easter eggs hidden in the background of every you know everything. So mm-hmm. and we saw like the little the the frog Thor that yeah, was in there. Yep. Who actually, I think, was voiced by Chris Hemsworth, uh, like the little grunt noises. Yeah, there. They, well, and they said that there was more footage that just didn't make it, you know, make it into the show. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, yeah, that was. Uh, so I, this was not my favorite episode. Oh, really? Um, but I did really enjoy it for those same exact reasons, seeing all the different characters. Um, but uh, the. Honestly, all of them interacting was just became like messy and it was just constant back and forth. And it was like, what is going on right now? Because I was, it kind of took away from the overall story. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now we're just dealing with Loki's being mischievous with each other and backstabbing. And it's like, what's going on with the overall story? What's going on with the timekeepers? 
Um, so while it was very cool to watch and see, um, I uh, it was not my favorite favorite episode. Well, when you talk about the timekeepers, at least Sylvie figured out that she needed to stab herself, quote unquote, or prune herself. Yeah, and she yep. she found her way there, and then Mobius picks her up with this funny looking card that has like a pizza on the top of it. Yep. I don't know for some reason that I'm sure that's a reference to something, but I didn't I didn't look that up. Um, and then obviously the the three of them meet back up, and we 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 see Eliath, and we have to figure out a way to beat him. Yep. And this is when I. Th- this was my favorite part was when like the older Loki creates this huge distraction of the city. Like he referenced yeah. earlier that, that he created an immaculate, you know, projection of, of, of Asgard or something like that, that yep. people were like going into. And, um, he creates this huge city and this Eliath kind of is trying to destroy it or consume it because that's what it does is it kind of goes for those things and, and destroys them. And he sacrifices himself for, you know, as a distraction because what we see before, right before uh, Sylvie and Loki enchant Eliath, is that he does give give himself up to be able to uh, let them complete their mission and enchant the Eliath creature, which Loki didn't know that he could. And then Sylvie says, of course you can. You're me and I'm you and we can do the same things. And again, kind of adding to that weird relationship thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we you know see them kind of quote-unquote defeat Eliath but really kind of just opens up the portal that they can walk through to see this, like, castle. And we get into our final episode. And we see the introduction of Kang the Conqueror. Yes. What do you, um, what do you know about Kang the Conqueror? Because I'll be honest, I don't know much. Yeah, so I had heard the name. I had heard some rumors that that was the next villain. Um, and I don't pay attention to all of the casting or rumors and like that so i i just i didn't know i had no idea that that's who the villain was going to be i had no idea who it was honestly my bets were i thought they were going to walk into this castle thing and it was going to be another loki variant and like oh the guy you're trying to defeat is yourself you know and that seemed like a uh pretty typical thing that would happen in a comic book movie or something like oh we're all trying to team up to defeat this big bad and it's like Oh, it was you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just fighting yourself. Um, so when we actually see, so we even when we actually first see Jonathan Winters um, character, who is good job, turns out, him, by the way, good actor. Yeah, um, turns out to be Kane the Conqueror. But like when I first saw him, I was like, no idea. I was like, I still don't know who this is. Don't know what's going on. But people who had been paying attention hadn't already known that he was cast as Kang the Conqueror so um which technically we don't actually meet Kang the Conqueror I think this character is the one who shall remain or, mm-hmm. or something like that he who says, yeah um which I believe is actually a like there are like technical different versions of just like there's different variants of Loki he's basically a different variant and we haven't met the true villain of phase four or five whatever we're on in the mcu Mm -hmm. um who i think we're you know gonna meet more but um his whole introduction yeah i'm a big fan of jonathan winters um he's been uh, i'm really upset that lovecraft country got canceled because he was really great in that um so i was excited to see him and he just that whole everything he did was great 
the whole scene was it was almost it was almost funny but also cre- very creepy at the same time the way mm-hmm. he was acting mm-hmm. um and unsettling and you kind of get this feeling that he's going to be a, a a pretty major villain yeah definitely like the way that he portrayed the character was you know unsettling i think is a good way to put it because like he was telling the truth most like everything that he said was pretty much the truth but they just didn't want to believe it they, they didn't want to buy it because it was so you know adverse to what they wanted to believe or what they wanted to think yeah and then so we get to the point where they have their discussions and he lays out the whole reason for everything and and how it's going to happen and they get to this point of no return the threshold has been crossed he calls it and i, I think people have timed this up with the point in uh in wandavision where she can, becomes like the scarlet witch and kind of has that whole scene there so they they kind of have timed those up whether that's actual true or not i'm not sure yeah yeah I, i've seen that video of them timing up pretty quickly and like you can kind of see like a light behind um behind the one who shall remain i don't know if that's actually what it is or if that's just coincidence but um nonetheless it was that was cool too to see him like explain it also the whole explanation of who he is and what he's doing there and what the basically what he presents them very cool like the mm-hmm. whole like i don't know the needly thing of seeing his different versions of himself and explaining the multiverse mm-hmm. like this was this was it like this was basically i'm explaining here's what we're doing for the next probably five to ten years like this is how the multiverse works and mm-hmm. kind of how it where it started um almost not where it started maybe because technically multiverses have always just existed until Kang the Conqueror, or the one who shall remain, decided, nope, there's only going to be one timeline. Um, so him explaining that, and um, I love the way he describes his variants, where he's like, y- you think I'm, you know, I'm bad. Wait until you meet my variants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, you know, we get Loki that has the opinion that they shouldn't kill him, or they should at least hear him out. And then we have Sylvie, who, again, her whole life mission has been pretty much to find this person and, you know, destroy them for, you know, taking her away as a child and ruining her life. Um, So Sylvie pushes Loki out of a portal and then decides to go ahead and kill Kane the Conqueror. Which, after a very after a very passionate kiss, I'll add. Yeah, again. Yeah. Like we get we we finally we get confirmation. They like each other. Right. Great. So leads me to believe that they, she will be, you know, it, they will get back together at some point. Yeah. As weird as it is, they will probably be like an item. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to that point. She kicks him and then pushes him out the window and then decides that she is going to go ahead and destroy or end the universe as she knows it to end this sacred timeline by killing King the Conqueror. And we see all these splinters start to happen from the timeline outside that, you know, was going in just a straight circle before mm-hmm. really cool of, you know, effects and see all, all the branches and everything come out. Oh yeah. That was really cool. That's uh, how this episode started too. I was by showing you the loop, the mm-hmm. timeline loop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also love when she does finally kill him and he just, he like, he's smiling and he says, see you soon. Mm-hmm. Um, again, adding like, so, to her, like, yeah, it's a very ominous end to what, it's end to the show and also like it's like an end to this show, but the start of basically the M- the future MCU, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Yeah. And we see the, the, 
the portal that Loki falls out of, he's back in the TVA, and he finds Mobius, but Mobius does not know who he is. He just sees that he's dressed like a, you know, dressed like a detective agent kind of guy, and yeah. he's like, what's your unit? And Loki obviously doesn't know what's happening, what's going on. He looks in the statues, and we see, instead of the three sacred timekeepers, we see the one statue of He Who Shall Remain, or Kang the Conqueror, or whoever, um, yeah. you know, at that point. So we see definitely this is a different timeline that he's in, and uh, Loki will return for season two. Yep. So. Yeah. What did you think overall? Give me, give me the skinny. What did you, what did you like? What didn't you like? And how would you rate this? Um. So yeah, I I loved the uh, the final episode really sealed the deal for me as far as like really enjoying the show a lot. Um, like I mentioned before, there were a couple of slow spots, um, but it is a TV show, not a movie, so it's kind of expected. They are purposely dragging out the story a tiny bit. Um. I'm way more in love with Loki's character now than I was before. Um, definitely made me appreciate him. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm hundred percent on board with like the King, the conqueror and how he was portrayed in this show. Um, so for me, um, this one is my favorite show thus far. Um, Marvel MCU show, um, followed by WandaVision and then Captain America. Um, some of the reasons that I like WandaVision are the same reasons I like this show, because it was I didn't know what was going to happen next, it was, and, and the week to week, you know, water cooler talk of mm-hmm. like who do you think it's going to be, what do you think is going to happen, that kind of stuff. Um, you didn't Captain America uh, and and or yeah the Winter I keep calling him Captain America. Soldier. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, great show. I love the Falcon story and that whole thing. Everything about it was awesome. It just didn't have like the water cooler talk and the, yeah, technically Falcon became Captain America. But besides that, there weren't any like huge MCU affecting things. So that's why I like the other two shows more. Um, and yeah, the last season, the last episode really sealed it in for me. Nice. I think, you know, I'm, I'm along the same lines as you. Obviously, Loki is my favorite of these shows so far. I think it had the most character. I think it had the most interesting story to tell. I think it had the heaviest lifting to do, kind of building this multiverse concept out for a lot of people. Um, and it, I think it did it. You know, it explained it in a way that was pretty easy to capture. If you didn't pick it up on Endgame, you know, where, where the ancient one kind of explained the banner about the multiverse. Um, this definitely expounded on that, especially in this last episode, uh, showing, you know, all these branching things, what's going to happen, all these different variants of people, um, and how we can see, you know, the, the future of the MCU kind of start to bring in aspects that we knew from the tip other Marvel movies. And, you know, the, the promise that this holds out, like, and I know everybody's kind of probably building this up in their mind like crazy, but the next two, like the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and then Spider-Man No Way Home, I think are just going to be crazy. The, the expectation yeah. of Spider-Man specifically is crazy at this point because oh, yeah. like all the all the the ancillary behind the scenes casting stuff and this person was seen on set and all this other stuff. I, there's no way that it's going to oh, live up to the expectation. That it's going to be building. so disappointing, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I would love it to be, you know, as yeah. as cool as I want, but I've been trying to temper my expectations on that one for for sure. Yeah. 
But yeah. I mean, the potential is is there to be really oh, yeah. cool and um, tie all this yeah. stuff together. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm so excited for the future of the MCU um, with those two movies. Um, James Gunn was talking about how Guardians Three is the craziest thing he's ever done in his life or whatever, and it's like, all right, everyone's just talking a big game at this point, and like I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, which luckily we get to see Spider-Man first. That's coming up pretty quickly, actually, right after Shang-Chi. So Shang-Chi is the next one, then the Internals, I think. Okay. And then I think Spider-Man is like early we're, next year. Yeah, we're just getting a lot of MCU stuff really fast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, after after the large, you know, there is definitely a good time period after Endgame. Um, it's exciting to get it all back again. Yeah, definitely. Um, but overall, with the MCU TV shows as it stands right now, Loki is my favorite. I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier probably second, just because of the yeah. you know the connections between okay, what's U.S. Agent going to be? How's Allegra de Fontaine playing into all this in the future? Um, the I just like seeing Bucky and 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 uh, Falcon kind of their interplay and how they become. Oh yeah, the buddy cop thing was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was totally in on the whole, you know, sitcom thing on, on WandaVision, but then it kind of jumped the shark a little bit for me when they brought in Agatha Harkness and just kind of like, uh, I said this before, I wasn't in on it. You know, that that's not my kind of, like, I, I, I'm not a fan of the, all of the fantastical or supernatural stuff that they bring in. Like, I just, I don't care for it. Like, I want it to be more like cosmic, like give me, you know, instead of, Instead of it being like a like an Agatha Harkness type character, give me a Silver Surfer type character that has like the power yeah. cosmic that's more like out there and, and totally comic booky, as opposed to like the what is it is the right term like arcane or oh I don't know what the right right term is. Though yeah, I know I know you're talking I know what you're talking about. It's like you know you're basically just seeing a battle between two witches, mm-hmm. who, which is very grounded to mythology on Earth. Versus like this crazy multiverse and you know everything out in the space basically, um, yeah I can totally see that. The last couple of episodes of WandaVision not my favorite. I just enjoyed the beginning so much that I still like it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and they I mean, there's some pretty big letdowns um, with like Monica Rambeau and them not exploring her more, even though they show her get powers, mm-hmm. cosmic powers. It's like we don't get to see them, so what's the point? But, um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that. What was our thoughts of Loki, ladies and gentlemen? Please hit us up on Twitter if you uh, would like to share your thoughts as well. We are at Entertaining Pod. I'm at Voice by Nathan. Justin, where are you? I am at Justy Pickles. So feel free to hit us up. Tell us how wrong we are or how how you know right we are. Probably not the case, but just let us know. No. Um, and, uh, again, like I said, this is going to be the first of two episodes for August because we are trying to make up for our delinquency in July. So next look for Black Widow in your feeds. We will be talking about that one, uh, here shortly. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And we hope that you have been entertained.